Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar. What a week it was. Sleaze, you and I were getting amongst it around whistling straights with the people, and Team USA just absolutely put the whipping to them at whistling. The wood. Just brought the wood. Let's call it what it was. That was just a domination from start to finish. Morning, uh, opening opening session, 3-1. to one, Never looked back. And, I mean, we were... We talked so much about, I feel like we've been talking about the Ryder Cup for six months plus going into it. We all thought more or less this thing would be fairly close, but I, we both were leaning towards the U.S. And I, I got to be dead honest, I didn't see a 19 to 9 ass whooping out there when this thing was just getting started. But I feel like after the morning session of day one, looking at the pairings for session two, I was like, man, other than Rom and Sergio, it was hard to find points that Europe was going to come up with throughout the week. And damned if they uh, didn't have a hard time doing yeah. it. And we brought this little bad boy right here. Back to the States, finally. Yes, you did. I got my Team USA hat on right here as well. I love it. We're patriotic. Rocked it all week. We are very patriotic. But, man, we got to tell you a little bit about this. Because if you've never been to a Ryder Cup, you got to go. It's obviously a bucket list item. I will say, it might be the hardest golf tournament to watch as a fan. Oh. Just because, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, there's only four groups playing at a time. So, everyone is there. But the atmosphere is unreal. We got there on Monday night. Had to do a bunch of stuff on Tuesday. Didn't get a chance to go around the golf course. Wednesday, we did our SiriusXM show live from the golf course, following Team USA around. We were inside the ropes, and my God, what an atmosphere. They were six deep during a practice round. They had family inside the ropes watching them play a practice round. Unbelievable. Practice rounds. I put the pack on to go out on the golf course, walk around, trying to get to the 10th fairway. It must have taken me 35 minutes to get out there. You could not get through the fans to get out there. As soon as I got close to getting to 10, it all stacked up. Team USA was coming. Spieth, Thomas, all those guys. Stood up right there. I mean, the chanting, the cheering after the... Pr I mean, they're hitting two balls off the tee. They're not even, like, doing... You know what I mean? There's zero intensity out there, and these people were going nuts. From the minute you got there, you could just feel, this thing's different. We hear about it all the time. Like, you, you know, there's certain events, certain things that people hype up so much. They're like, oh, I got to go do it. I got to go do it. Or golf courses. You got to play this place. You build it up so much in your mind that once you actually do it, you're like, oh, yeah, it was cool, but it wasn't, like, what everybody was saying it was. This thing, from the moment you step there, I mean, it's just a different vibe at the golf course. The first tee for the opening tee shots, we were both down there. And, like, the entire grandstand's bursting out into the Star Spangled Banner and the chanting. And then, finally, JT and Jordan come out of the tunnel. All yeah. that shit. Like, they come out of the tunnel, and it was just mayhem. Dude, I was getting goosebumps and all this. I was like, I'm ready to run through a freaking brick wall right now. By the way, sweet. first tee time, 7.05 Central Time. 5.05 Scottsdale Time, and my man... Was there on the first tee getting amongst it. Not many things can get me out of bed at 5.05, but that, by God, the Ryder Cup is one of them. And that whole week, dude, lived up to the hype, all yeah. this stuff. We got to do some cool – we got to get out there on the golf course. Uh, got to share a booth with Greg Norman. I mean, what the hell is yeah. going on I mean, in the I'll world? I was like, hey, Shark, what do you think about this? I was like, <laughs> what am I doing? Like, yeah. what world are we living in where I'm asking Greg Norman what he thinks about golf? But, man, dude, what a week. And just a straight-up blitzing yeah, from like start said, to finish. Just going back to the opening tee shot, like when they walked through the tunnel and that place went crazy. I mean, I've never, I, I was nervous. I felt like I was going to have to hit a shot. I was, my heart was pounded, goosebumps, you know, following Jordan and Justin around as they played Rom and Sergio was so cool. You know, I, I was lucky enough to bounce around from group to group the first day before I ended up in the booth with my man, Brian Katrick and Greg Norman. But this is going to be very interesting to see what happens with the Ryder Cup sleeves because, you know, there was a lot of talk going in. Can Team USA turn this thing around? Lost five of the last seven. It's been a rough go. USA is absolutely stacked on paper. Average world ranking of 8.9. Always the case. I mean, it's just, yeah, but this was a whole other level. They've never been that stacked. Eight and a lot of different names world. that were in that yeah, group. And a too. lot of young guys. You got six rookies on the team. And they went out 
and they put on a show. They were on a mission from the moment it was time. I mean, they went in early the weekend before, played whistling straights, tried to figure out what to do. And credit to Steve Stricker for put. I mean, arguably one of the greatest captaincies we'll ever see in the Ryder Cup. Whatever he did, whatever he said, it worked. This team, every single person, all 12, scored a winning point. Not just a half point, a full winning point. Everyone, nine guys scored at least two points. Yeah, and That's on the flip joke. side of that, you look on the European side, other than Rom and Sergio was there with him, but Rom was doing the heavy lifting. You couldn't find another point out there. They were the only guys doing it. And it got to the point when we were pairings would come out, whether it was afternoon or the next morning or whatever it was. And I'm like, guys, the biggest issue right now for Steve Stricker is who's he going to sit? Who do you go sit? You sit Tony Fino after he went out in the afternoon of the first day and played probably the best golf on the property. All right, you got to go sit down. And, you know, who who are you? Everyone's playing pretty damn good. Who are we sitting out? And on the other side of that, Harrington, other than Rahm and Garcia, it's like, all right, who else is our guy? Who else is going to go out and get points? You couldn't you couldn't find him. Yeah. The depth and the just the strength of that team. Finally, we we always like we're frequently favorites on paper, but it doesn't always play out like that. 18 holes match play. We've talked about it a ton of times. Anything can happen. It just played out like you kind of would expect it to if you were just reading them. If you just saw these two teams and here's their world golf rankings here, here's theirs. All right, well, yeah, this yeah, team this should steamroll them. Yeah, and it actually happened this time. The boat race at Kohler's place. I like that. Yeah, it was it was, it was was special to watch. But, you know, like I said, Steve Stricker, they had a game plan. They stuck to it. You know, imagine if the Atlanta Falcons did that against the New England Patriots. Stuck to their game plan. Might not have blown that 28-3 to lead. But they went out first three sessions, 3-1, 3-1, 3-1. It's 9-3. to going in to the Saturday four ball. And it got a little dicey there for a little bit. Team Europe got on a little bit of a heater, looking like they could possibly make a run, you know, maybe get three points, maybe even sweep the afternoon. And we got a 9-7, maybe a 10-6 ball game, which we've seen guys come, seems teams come back from before. But right at the end, Team USA put it on. And here it is. It's 11-5. Two to two in that session is like, this thing's a dirt nap. Yeah. Three and a half points. Yep. 11-5, heading into the Sunday singles. This thing is over. No one's ever come back from that far. And then you look at the the singles pairings, the singles matchups, and Team USA is favored in 11 of the 12 matches. The only one they weren't, world number one, John Rahm against Scotty Scheffler. And what does Scotty do? Goes out there, birdies the first four holes, and just dominates the Spaniard. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty knew on Sunday. Tell you that. Tweet, 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 tweet. Start for the kid. Went out there. The only match that they're favored in out of the whole thing, he goes out there and does that to Rahm. And by the way, there was, a, there was a time late in the day where uh, I was watching in the in the stands or whatever, and it was I looked up and it was U.S. leads in nine, Europe leads into one. Time. I was like, dude, nine to two and a half. I'm like, this thing is playing out. I mean, it was just start to finish, man. There was there was no let up in any of these dudes. They knew going into the day, hey, 19 is kind of the, they wanted to get to 20, I believe, but they knew 19 to nine was like the biggest margin of victory in the modern era of the Ryder Cup. They were all fully aware of that, and sometimes when the cups decided. You know, you see some of the matches out there. Hey, pick it up, all this stuff. There was none of that. They, like, they knew 19. I mean, even Berger coming all the way in, winning that last hole to get the point and get to 19. Like, they oh, all they, knew what that. Yeah, they, they wanted knew. this thing. It felt like that President's Cup where they wanted to end it at Liberty National. And Daniel Berger's one that came out and said, like, I want this thing to be done. I want to beat their heads in, basically. Yeah. And they did it. You mentioned, the, first off, two things. I want to go back to Scotty Scheffler for one second. Because it was 11-5 to 5 going in. And, yes, Team Europe, possibly, if they got crazy hot, could have maybe rallied back and did something. But... You know, they had five points going into Sunday. John Rahm had three and a half of those points. Yeah. And here's Scotty Scheffler going off number in the third spot. He goes out, wins the first four holes against the only guy that can score for Team Europe. I would have to believe Team USA was on the range warming up and looking and being like, 
Oh, boy. This thing's over. The only yeah. guy that can do anything is getting smoked by our rookie, Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, their bully just got punched in the nose. You know, I mean, that's the guy that was just manhandling us. God, I mean, by the way, God damn, he looked good. Rom. Oh, he's the, unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's, it's a he, joke. He's number one player in the world. It's not by a discussion. a very, very large. Even this, what I thought was really telling, just how, like, the other players in the world are viewing John Rom right now. Brooks Koepka got interviewed after his singles matches. He ends up going 2-2 two and two for the week. They're asking about his record. He's like, yeah, 2-2, two and two, you know. Would have liked to be three and one or put more points on the board, but he's like, "Got like my two losses were to John." He's like, "Come on, what do you want yeah. me to do?" Basically, and he's I'm like, really "That's Brooks Koepka. He doesn't really dap up. He doesn't give a lot of props to the whole lot of people. Like, majors the only thing that matter. All that I'm gonna beat, you know, Tiger's major record. All that." And then he's saying like, "I lost twice, but it was to John." That was I thought that was a pretty interesting take there, just the way that Brooks Koepka said, you know, spoke about John Rom. Well, the party was on, and they deserved it. They put on an unbelievable performance, Captain Steve Stricker. You know, the question is now. Who's going to be the captain in Rome when Team USA goes over there and tries to win on foreign soil for the first time since 1993? It's been a long time. But if you look at Captain Steve Stricker, okay, 2017 President's Cup, they win 19 to 11, just an absolute whipping. This year, Ryder Cup, they win 19 to 9. I mean, whatever he says, I know he's got great players, but something seems to work when Steve Stricker is at the helm. Yeah. I, I vote, I, I think it's a no brainer. Give him another go. We gave Davis Love two cracks at it. Let's give let's give him a go. See if he can solve the problem and get a W overseas. If you would have taken a poll in the team uh, USA press conference post game last night, it would have been unanimous across the board. They all they were asked the question. They all wanted strike. By the way, they would have agreed on a lot of weird shit probably during that <laughs> press conference. That was the best press conference I've ever seen in my life. How about DJ by the way in that thing just taking over and actually Grandpa. you saw all those dudes. You saw the personality. I think we need from now on on the PJ tour three beer minimum before you go in the press tent, and you'll you'll learn a lot more about these dudes going forward. But if Steve Stricker, I don't know, the speculation, if he wants it, I think you're going to have potentially 10 of the same guys that we just saw this past week Good. on the team in Rome, right? It could change, but I think there'd be the bulk of that team will look the same. I fully expect, minus some weird stuff happening. If you took a poll of the players, they're going to want Steve Stricker. So I got to think if he really leaned into it, it was like, I'd love to go again. Be hard to say no to a guy that just went 19 to 9. With that being said, I don't think anything Steve Stricker does from this point on in his career can top what just happened for him this week. He's a president, excuse me, he's a Ryder Cup captain. It's on his home, it's in his home state, and he goes out and does that. It's like everything just worked out perfectly. He even said, in his, you know, when he was interviewed afterwards, like, hey, I don't have a major, but this is my major. It was just like a storybook deal for mm -hmm. for Steve Stricker. So, I mean, I, you get no argument from me. If Steve wants to go again, yeah. hey, buddy, you got it, but you can't top that. Listen, there's some, some names being thrown out there. You know, Tiger's obviously going to be a captain whenever he wants it. It's at Beth Page in 2025. That's a no-brainer. Phil done. Nicholson's your captain. You know, there's talks of Zach Johnson, possibly maybe Justin Leonard, who's a Ryder Cup hero, major champion. But listen, I just think it's perfect. You know, Zach's still young and playing quite a bit. You know, Justin's not the oldest, and he's doing TV now. I say we give Stricker another go. Bring Phil, Phil over. Nicholson. Yeah, Phil's, Phil's – first off, I talked to Phil during one of the practice rounds. I was like, man, this is so cool, like, that you want to be involved in this. He's like, I would not miss this for the world. I love this event so much. Whether I'm playing, whether I'm a vice captain, whether I'm a captain, I'm going to be here. This I, I this is a thrill for me. He was so involved out there, like in the practice rounds, walking with guys, talking through shots, all this stuff. One thing I want to give Phil huge credit for, he's big on social media now. He's tweeting out. He's doing Instagram. He's doing all this stuff, right? He does a great job with all that. This week, you didn't see one thing nope. from Phil. It was all about, he didn't want to steal the spotlight from anyone. It was all about the players. He stayed off all that stuff. I barely saw any interviews from Phil. I didn't really even see him he talk a whole on lot. He commented on one picture, and it was when Brooks. It was a picture of Brooks and Bryson at the opening ceremonies. 
It's oh, when they were this, like that. Yeah. And Phil was in the background. He goes, who's that handsome guy in the back? Didn't he win the PGA? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well yeah. played. Well played. Chimed in there. Of course, you got to get the PGA reference in there. But like, other than that, there were no yeah. videos. There were no, hey, I'm driving up to the Ryder Cup. It was all players. He, he took a back seat. And I think he's I think he's huge in that team room. He'll be back in Rome if he wants to be back. You got to get him back because Beth Page is his for sure. Beth Page is his. No that's doubt that's in stone. But Sheboygan, Wisconsin showed off. Whistling Straits was beautiful. Um, the weather was, I mean, it was chilly, windy, played very difficult, but the golf was awesome. Congrats to Team USA. Congrats to Team Europe. I mean, just making this team is an honor. Either team is an honor. Whether you win, lose, it is such a cool event, one of the greatest events in sports. But, you know, we hear a lot of times from players how they don't pay attention to what's being said in the media. They don't watch golf on TV. But a certain fella that also is part of a podcast called Foreplay, a man who's been a guest on here named Riggs, decided to jump ship and go over to Team Europe after his man Kevin Kisner was not picked. And boy, did Team USA let him know about it Sunday night after they won. So don't ever, don't ever listen to any of these golfers when they say don't pay attention to what's written in the media, they don't watch on TV. They know. And they took it personal, and they went, and they wore Riggs's ass out, and I loved it. Eat shit, Riggs. <laughs> we were with him all <laughs> week. He came in to eat with us in the uh, in the in the you know media center there or whatever. I was like, yo, Team Europe fans sit over there, bro. You know, all this – I think it was a whole deal. Like I'm going to pretend I'm rooting for team Europe. And then after, if the U S wins, I'll say like, look, I did my job. I had to motivate the guys and they went out there and got the job done. Um, so yeah, he was you know, very pro Kisner going into this thing. Uh, when he didn't get picked, he jumped ship and you just got your ass. Justin kid, Thomas or Riggs. said, thanks for showing up. Nice. Nice. Effort. Yeah. I just totally faded. Uh, second him place on the isn't bad. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Poor Riggs. I don't see. He's going to have to like earn his way back to be a team USA fan. They're not just going to accept him immediately. Good luck getting interviews from one of these dudes going. Maybe they gets blackballed out of there. Who knows? But we were with him a good amount of the week and uh, yeah, he's got to wear it. He's got to wear it for two more years. Maybe we'll, he'll convert, but we traded Riggs to team Europe and we picked up Faraday for team USA. That's like it. Sam Bowie, Michael Jordan stuff. I love it. But thanks to everyone who came up to us at the Ryder Cup. Yes, Tons of man. people came up, awesome. shout and get amongst it, said hi to us, took a lot of pictures. It was a lot of fun. Three Sheeps Brewery was incredible. Trace, shape us. It's not the word. Someone on Instagram informed me that is, in fact, not the Spanish word for sheep, yeah. which That's I never okay. intended for it to be, but I think it's got a nice ring but to man, it. Man, we had a lot of fun there. Thanks to them for hosting. You know, I know we didn't get to do the live interview out loud. We had a little issue with the sound system, which was which was unfortunate, but y'all were a great host for us. Thanks to everyone that came out, said hi, took pictures, bought merch. Great place. If you're in Sheboygan, go check it out. 17 beers on tap. I think we left a little bit there. Not a whole lot, though. There's a few kegs still standing. There's a few kegs still standing. But we had our man Cole Swindell was in the building. Cole was in the building. Yeah, man. We had a time. We had a time. It was awesome. Great, great time. Hopefully everybody had a good time. With Quick before we wrap sheets. on Ryder Cup stuff, I want to ask you because like this is kind of we saw what Team USA did this week. Projecting forward, all right, we just won one. We it was like a must win. Team Europe's been dominating this thing. Looking forward, I'm having a very hard time thinking that this doesn't this. I don't want to call it dominance, but I think Europe's had their run where they were dominating the cup. I think this is the beginning. This is the passing of the torch to Team USA going forward. Looking at it, I mean, you got guys like Ian Poulter. I would argue that's his last Ryder Cup as a player. Uh, Lee Westwood, I would argue the same. Then you got Sergio Garcia, Paul Casey. Both guys have been a part of a lot of teams. I think they're maybes for the next one. But even take whatever you want. Look at our team. It's like <laughs> ten of these guys might be back. They're just most of them are just entering their prime. DJ's the oldest guy on the team. Just went five and zero. Oh, not bad. And we got a couple other guys sitting at home that you expect to come into the next. Like Will Zalatoris comes to mind. Sam Burns. I'm not as familiar with the European young guns. I'm sure they got some talent up and coming, but it's not to the likes of 
Xander Schauffele, Patrick Cantlay, all these guys that we got on our team. It looks like on like going forward on paper, this could be the run where maybe the U.S. starts to take take hold of this thing. Yeah, and I think right now, whoever the captain is going to be, if they said, "Hey, you can take these twelve guys right now," or wait and see what plays out, they'd probably take these twelve Booked. right now. Done. But if they go overseas and put on a performance like this and blow them out nineteen nine, then I think we're definitely in for a run of dominance by Team USA. And by the way, when it the fans were awesome in Wisconsin. They were great. They were loud. There was booing. There was cheering. It's just how a Ryder Cup should be. It's what makes it so cool. I'm starting to worry about when this thing comes to Bethpage and New Ooh. York. Dude, that thing is going to – there's going to be some shit said at that tournament that hadn't been said at golf tournaments. And uh, look out for Team Europe at that thing. I think that could be arguably the most raucous – you know, boisterous crowd that uh, we've seen at a Ryder Cup. Just experiencing it in Wisconsin. I'm already Wisconsin nervous. nice is like a saying, you know, everyone's so nice up there. Well, New York's got a little different saying about their folks. So, dude, Beth Page is going to be insane. By the way, let's just look ahead to that one real quick. 2025, four years from now, okay? Captain. Captain Bill Phil. How about on the other side? Ian Pelter. It could shake out that I way. I mean, my goodness. Can you imagine just the prep? We need to have like that HBO, like 24-7, like where they go, you know, they sit 100%. in, get Kellerman, whoever you want to get uh, in there, and just let them subpar stare face-to-face and just talk to each other. Yeah, that'd be, because those two, uh, some firecrackers there. Wow. But that's a bit, if, you, if you're thinking it's Phil, which we all do, and it's going to be, who's the guy that matches that kind of intensity or whatever? Bolter, Bo. No doubt about Bolter. it. Bolter. And he will get amongst it. Those eyeballs will pop out of his head like they did at Medina. Oof. Mm, I love it. Well, the Ryder Cup was incredible. We had such a great time. Congrats, Team USA, on a dominating performance. And by the way, we threw you a little winner with FanDuel last week. Chicken. A little plus 185. I said USA to lead after day one, day two, day three. Cash that chicken if you ticket if you bet it, plus 185. So we're on to the Sanderson's Farm Championship. A little, get a little chicken trophy. The old Sandy Farm. Speaking of great, chicken. Great yeah. tournament down in Jackson, Mississippi. One of the best player gifts you get all year. Got a few options. Yeti coolers. Uh, big green egg grill. It's an incredible tournament. That's nice. Take yeah. them both. Add a little excitement to your golf watching experience by betting on the Sanderson Farms Championship at FanDuel Sportsbook. There's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets, unique fun bet types like same game parlay, and exclusive always-on promotions such as enhanced odds boost on the biggest events to let you get more action out of every game day. And if you win... They even get your winnings in safely as, as 24 hours, please. Quick chicken. That's what we all like. I'll tell you a few other things I like about this thing. If you want to get a variety of action out there, you can do it. you got player props, futures. Find whatever bet you're looking for. FanDuel has heaps of options. Also, live betting. Big fan of that. If you missed the chase, chase missed chase the em. kickoff, great time to chase. You want to pile on? You know, there's only one way to catch up, and that's keep firing. And also, the odds boosts and specials. Every day, there's some, some huge boosts that go on out there. Quick way to make a lot of money. And right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game or golfer, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back if you don't win your first bet. Seriously, there's no strings attached. Just place any bet you want. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you'll get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. All right, like we said, it's the Sanderson Farms Championship, a chance for some guys to continue a hot streak maybe in the fall, some rookies to... Lock up their card early. You never know. We had Max Homa win the first one of the year. This tournament's been very interesting. We've had Sergio Garcia win, Cameron Champ win, and then the likes of Peter Molinati, Ryan Armour. It's kind of all over it's the wide place. Open. It's a wide, wide open, open event. Week. Sam Burns is your favorite this week. Sergio Garcia is back to defend. 
But Slays, I'm going to go. Props to Sergio even for showing yes. up, by the way. Very much After agree. a week like that, dude, you're exhausted. You could easily tap and say, nah, I'm good. He's going down there. All right. Well, I'm going to go with a guy who's been on a hot streak on the PGA Tour. He won three times this past season on the Corn Ferry Tour mm. to receive that Battlefield promotion. Been playing some great golf. This is a golf course where you can send it a lot. There's some room out there. He's 32 to 1, plus 3,200. Mito Pereira. Do you know where he's from? Uh, international. Chile. International player, is as I said. Yes. Mito Pereira is my guy, plus 3,200. Okay, I'm going, I'm going back to the honeypot here. This is my guy. I've been you riding this. this I've been riding this man since he came out. He is a ball striking Jesse, as mm. we like to say here. Puts it in the fairway, puts it on the green. He's 24 to 1 this week. I'm going to go Corey Connors. You do love Corey. I love betting Corey Connors. I don't know why I always bet him. I'm just like, oh, yeah, he hits it so good. He's going to win sometime. All right. Let's go down the line for some value. Maybe a long shot that might surprise. I can't believe this guy's odds are this. He loves Bermuda grass. He's a PGA Tour winner. He's a Georgia Bulldog. Plus 9,000. 90 to 1. Big HUD. Hudson Swafford. Wow. That's a that's shocking odds to me mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. I don't mind that pick at all. I'm going to stay. I'm going to keep this... Uh, you know, we're homers a little bit, so I'm going with my value right here. Another guy that strikes his golf ball and can get as hot as anyone. I love this guy because when he starts making birdies, he don't stop. He just keeps going, keeps going. Joel Damon sitting there at 100-1. to 1. I think he's got the game to do it. And uh, like I said, I just love the fact he'll just stack birdies up over and over. He's got no conscience once he gets going. Nope. Got that first win last season. No reason to follow, not to follow it up with another one this year. Great player, and I like that, especially at 100-1. to 1. Honey to 1. I like a lot of guys at 100-1, to 1, but I especially like Joel. Well, if you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Go to FanDuel.com slash subpar or download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started. Be sure to sign up with promo code subpar so they know that we sent you. Must be 21 years and older and present in Arizona or New Jersey. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's subpar best of luck gambling on the Sanderson Farms. And next week, we got a returning guest, Lee's one of the most popular guys on the PGA Tour. He's number one in the FedEx Cup standings as we sit right now. Number one in our hearts. Max Homa will be in studio. Can't wait to sit down with Max. He is now a three-time winner on the PGA Tour. We're going to get amongst it with Max Homa on next week's Golf Subpar.